This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What Why. But this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favorite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics by honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at expectations, which is actually a really fascinating subject. We were meant to record this episode last week, but I had a technical error and that I had my microphone the wrong way around, which means I've been mulling the subject for some time and I'm really looking forward to getting into it. Anyway, a bit about my guest. Horna Bell is an award-winning journalist and author. She is the former executive editor and global lifestyle head of Huffington Post. She won Stylist Rising Star Award in 2019, Reds Magazine Big Book Award in 2019, and she's published three works of non-fiction and most recently her first work of fiction, which I was lucky enough to read an advanced copy of and absolutely love. I actually still think about the characters a bit. I feel like they my mates so that's a compliment to your writing and that is called case of emergency and we'll be talking about it a bit today without further ado let's get cracking as a kind of starter would you say that you have high expectations have you always if so have you always had it is it something that you have to work on I think that my expectations have changed a lot over the years and the reason why I say that is because I think that when I was younger I think a lot of the expectations that I had for myself, I don't think came necessarily directly from me. I think Mm -hmm. that they were, as they are for a lot of people, I think that they were shaped a lot by, you know, societal conditioning and pressure. Um, And, you know, just even things that we consume, like, like TV and film and so on. And, you know, uh, expectations that your parents have of you and so on. I think that nowadays, and definitely in the last few years, that has changed. I mean, I would love to say that I'm free from societal expectations, but I live in society. So I don't really think that's a realistic prospect. But I definitely know that the expectations that I currently have of myself are mostly from myself and Mm. are based on the things that I know I want and will make me happy. And I'm talking about every aspect of life from my career to dating to, you know, even the kind of older woman that I want to be. Um, And I would say that, you know, I'm I'm very aware that when, you know, I talk about things like this, it sort of sounds oversimplistic, like, oh, you know, yeah, I can do that too. That's really easy. But it is the result of a lot of hard work. It is Mm. the result of making a ton of mistakes. You know, the the, the end result is that whatever expectations I have of my life now will be, will change in about five or 10 years. Mm. It's it's really interesting, isn't it? Because when I think of expectation, I kind of was raised to be ambitious and to yeah, to aim for quite high things all the time. And and you know, they were inherited ideas and in some ways they're useful because they've given me a lot of motive motivation to 
to you know shape particularly the career that I've got but yeah it that there's a very important thing about checking in about whose expectations mm. they are because you sometimes just can't you don't even realize that, that that they're inherited or that they're societal or they're inherited from Instagram maybe I think the first thing that pops into my head is around parenting but like this this expectation of what parenting should look like and what kids parties should look like and it's these these are all imagined things aren't they that so like trying to remember but what you want somewhere amongst it yeah I I definitely think so I mean I've made a um when I say decision it's not a final decision it's just mm-hmm. kind of currently where I am but um you know for example I would say around around love life I mean you you know this um, you know my sort of like story around this but um, you know m- my husband Rob died in 2015 and I think that that was a real um, defining point of between you know having spent most of my life working towards <clears throat> meeting someone and getting married and then getting married and then that relationship just being wonderful but also so difficult Mm -hmm. and then I think after he died just thinking okay so well what happens now you know what what do those expectations now look like for me Mm. because he died when I was 34 there is just no real template for what happens when you are widowed at that age Mm. you know there just isn't and um you know for example I think it was people sort of asked me to like read certain books or whatever, but they were all by people who were, who had lost their partners much older than me. Mm-hmm. And that has been a real journey in terms of the expectations, because really the expectations don't really apply to you. Because what's, you know, how deeply inappropriate would it be for someone to say in the, um, you know, in the immediate aftermath that I should get remarried. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think after, you know, sort of a few years pass, um I have been thinking hang on not not around getting remarried but just like okay so what does that part of my life look like Mm -hmm. and I think that you know obviously this is against the backdrop of the pandemic so all of us have some horrendous catharsis that has come out from that period but I think that I just realized that um because I wasn't around that time I wasn't really you know, enjoying dating, I would say leading up to the pandemic, I think Mm -hmm. I felt that I should be meeting people and it should be, it should be leading to something serious. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, I I didn't know what I wanted and I didn't feel like I wanted that and so on. And I think like during the pandemic, I just had this really clarifying moment where I just, I know that this sounds so, um, this is, this might irritate a few people, but I just realized I didn't want any of that. I don't want to get remarried. I don't want to date because it, it might turn into something serious. It doesn't mean that the door is closed on it mm. at all. The older I get, the more I realize that people don't really owe you anything. That That's a, yeah. And I actually on the idea of expectation, I've definitely also been guilty of like Christmas, birthdays, holidays, thinking that they're going to be something and then going into disappointment. And then as I get older, what I've got better is understanding what makes those things good for me. You know, so putting in time on my own, being able to exercise and and therefore you're not just hoping for the best that things are going to work out and better at putting the things in place to get there, I think. Yeah, I guess there's a real art form to 
how you emotionally process and deal with things around your expectations when things just don't work out the way that you want them to. And mm. I think, for example, Christmas is such a it's such a classic one where it's taken a lot of trial and error. But I just know that for me, it is not going to be the most wonderful time of the year. So what I just kind of go into it, mm -hmm. it with the expectation of is I just want to spend time with my family. I want to have some nice food. And that that's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be the best time of year because I don't think you can script moments like that. You can't you can't script your greatest hits. You know, very mm -hmm. often those things happen when I don't know you're on your uh, you're having a family dinner while on holiday and you're in some place that turned out to be spectacular and none of you have ever been there before. Mm -hmm. And those are the things I'm far more likely to remember rather than Christmas and what do we give each other, which I never remember what we give each other. Um, and and it's just one of those things that I feel a lot more sane around letting that go. Mm -hmm. But there are other members of my family who shall not be named who still want to have the best time uh, of, in the world. And, and I see them go through that catharsis of when it isn't the best time in the world, you know, it's just a time and that's okay. I think that my goal now is, for when I get older and older is that I just want to be, as healthy as possible, as strong as possible. And I want to do and pursue behaviors that allow me to be the best possible version of my older mm. self. Mm. That for sure is an expectation I have of, you know, for example, um, wh when I'm sort of like, you know, in 20 years time or whatever. And I think that's a good expectation to have because it's not connected to things that it, it, you know, I used to have, for example, around my body, which was always like, oh, I need to be as slim as possible. It's it's more like, well, okay, am, am I pursuing things that are going to give me good bone density? If mm. I fall ill, am I going to be able to recover from it quicker? And that I think is a good expectation to have because I think it allows me to just be a lot more kind and respectful towards my older self than I possibly would have been. Mm -hmm. And actually, I don't even think five, 10 years ago, I was even thinking of what my future would look like in about 10, 20 years, insofar as I'm thinking about how strong I am and, and how mm. healthy my body might be. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's your kind of life goal, it, that isn't attached to other people. It isn't attached to any idea of wealth or milestones. If, if, And I, I definitely share that. That is a real thing that's happened in my 40s. My one aim is to keep my body as well as it, my body and my mind, I connect the two, as well as they possibly can do and make decisions that... Um, that ladder up to that and and that that if that's your kind of guiding light on everything you're right it's what time you leave the party it's what what you work you pick up etc etc and, and it is purely it might sound selfish but it's just about prioritizing yourself it's not just about being honest with yourself you then have to action the things that come out of that conversation which can be incredibly hard when you realize what those things need to be yeah, and also I think you can get stuck in your own thought patterns, which become so familiar that you don't even realise that it's a, a particular thought. Mm. And you're like, oh, wow, there is a, actually a completely different way of looking at that. Yeah, and that shifts everything. Yeah. So there, that's my big takeaway from this. But thank you so much for your time. Second time around, it's been amazing. <laughs> thank you.